Hello, this is Brittany Moses, and thank you for joining me for my second episode dedicated to the faith and mental wellness community. If this is your first time, you know, this is basically a spinoff of my blog, BrittanyAMoses.com, where I talk about the integration of faith and mental health. And thank you so much for being with me. I have been under the weather and pretty sick for the past week, but I am in recovery, and I thank God that we have bodies that heal. How cool is that? Um, so today I wanted to talk about finding God's purpose through depression. It was specifically on my heart and probably because earlier today I was going through my journal. I was flipping through my journal and I do this every now and again where I reflect on some of the thoughts that, some of the thoughts and feelings that I had when I was going through anxiety and depression severely. I know that I shared in the last podcast that I have dealt with both of those episodically. I have not been formally diagnosed um, with anything, but I have dealt with severe anxiety and depression kind of rearing its head through my life, and I can identify with it. And that's the thing about it. Once you have gone to a certain place or level in your mind, it changes you. And not necessarily in a bad way, but you are aware of kind of how far you can go. And psychologically, you're, you'd be technically considered at risk. And it doesn't mean that you will go there again, but it does mean that you have the capability of going there. And I choose to believe that God has used that, my experience, for good, even though it's feels like such a terrible thing, it's actually turned out to be such a beautiful thing because I can kind of pull out Pandora's box and hopefully make something useful of it so that others can be redeemed. So one of the things I do during these times is I write it out. If nothing else, I, I write about what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, no matter how dark and seemingly hopeless it sounds. I don't judge what I write in my journal. Um, I just kind of let it free flow so that I can reflect on myself. I'm basically my own subject. <laughs> you know, when I was struggling with anxiety, it was to a point where I had to get help for it because it was starting to impair my everyday functioning. It was actually starting to affect me physiologically, where I was having hard times breathing, and I was having the whole nausea and heart racing, um, and I was having a lot of hard times with sleeping. Insomnia and parasomnia. Insomnia is where you have a hard time falling asleep. Parasomnia is when you have a hard time staying asleep. And that was just contributing to the cycle of anxiety because scientifically, when you don't get sleep, it keeps your, it, your body doesn't have a chance to restore. So you're on edge and it, it kind of hinders your ability to have control over your emotion. You're in a, in a weaker state. So I had to deal with addressing my sleep and at the same time, right around that same time, I was also dealing with depression. A lot of times they can come hand in hand. It's kind of a double whammy. And in dealing with depression, it's very hazy and it, it can strike the best of us. It's a human condition. 
One of the hardest parts about depression is that you feel like you're in this aimless, kind of suspended state in life. None of the parts of your life are connecting. Nothing is really connecting. It's really easy to lose sight and vision of who you are and your identity and why you're here and what your purpose is. And I know for me, I spend a lot of that time sorting through my thoughts, separating the lies versus what I knew to be true. And even then, what you know can be very surreal compared to what you feel. What your head knowledge isn't connecting with your heart knowledge. It's very easy for your feelings to override and feel more true. So what do you do when you're walking through murky waters where you cannot see five feet in front of you? I know for me, the only thing that kept me is God. And I don't see that in some corny, cheesy, churchy way. It was in these times that I have leaned on God like never before. And that's not to say that I haven't leaned on him in other areas of my life, but there is truth to the statement in his word that says God is close to the brokenhearted. There is a certain sensitivity that comes with brokenness that is not always a bad thing that I believe is necessary to some extent in our lives. It creates that dependence and relationship with God that says we are we are together in this. He was not only an anchor, he was the anchor during this time because it's like you really don't have a grasp on anything else to hold to or cling to in your life because everything around you is kind of shape-shifting. What you think about yourself, what you think about your future and where you're going, like all of these things are in the shadows. And so you're holding on to God as your anchor to lead you through it one day at a time. I can remember days where I was just soaking in worship. That's all I could do is put worship music on and just soak in it and let his truth wash over my soul, you know, um, because here's the honest truth. We don't know, no matter how much you try to overthink it or piece it together, we don't know exactly what is going to happen. We don't know exactly how our life is going to play out or how the pieces are going to work together or what we're going to look like in the end. We don't know. We are not sovereign, but he is. He knows what's going to happen. He knows how it's going to work out. He's not surprised by this period in your life or by your diagnosis, and he still has a plan. He is sovereign. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to get you to the other side. He knows how to use you through it all. So you have to hold on to him because he is your way through, and you have to trust him. Meanwhile, what does that look like practically when everyday life feels aimless? Well, it's all about small steps and small victories. Like I said, when you're going through depression, it is hard to see five feet in front of you when it comes to your life. You can't really make sense of everything and that makes life seem hopeless to you, but it does not have to be. Um, at this point, there's no need to project so far ahead and try to make sense of everything. Right now, just make sense of the day-to-day. -day. Handle 
the 24 hours that are in front of you. Handle those first five feet. Make small goals. That's what I did. I made day-by-day goals that were going to be proactive toward my healing and recovery. And you want to make goals that are going to help bring your life back to balance because that's what depression really is a lot of result of. Not all the time, but it is a big part of it. It really is your life being out of balance, whether it be socially with relationships in that whole void or, you know, um, financially you might be under stress or maybe you just lost a job or, um spiritually, you might be spiritually void, whatever it is, you need to start taking proactive steps to get your life back in balance and things will start to feel better. Um, So maybe day one, it's I need to make a call and set up that therapy appointment and start getting proactive about getting my life on track. All right, day two, I need to sign up for Celebrate Recovery at church or get involved in a small group. And no, I really don't want to and I don't feel like it and it's going to be terrible. You might think, go anyway. It's And go with an open heart. It might not be as terrible as you think it is and it probably won't be. Um, day three. Maybe day three, you're planning on doing something but you just got hit by an emotional wave. And you just feel numb and it's like I just need to be today use that time to journal make that a journaling day where you journal through what you're feeling and use those thoughts to analyze where you're at and present them or share them with someone you love and trust and sort through those together you can still make those days useful day four I'm going to just get my resume done today and try to put out some job applications later. Or I'm going to put on some workout clothes and go for a walk or run for 30 minutes this morning. You'd be surprised how much physical fitness plays a role in your mental health, by the way. Um, It releases endorphins in the brain. It can give you a boost and encourage mental resilience. And it's one of the things that really, really helped me in my recovery. Actually, when I started running, it was for mental health. And I still participate in regular fitness to this day because I know that it plays an integral part in my mental health as well as my physical health. Or I'm going to sit down and I'm going to talk with my pastor or whatever it is. You don't have to have everything figured out right now. You don't have to have your whole life and your whole life purpose figured out right now. Take care of the first five feet. And as you take care of these things and start to get your life into balance, you're going to have more of a foundation to build from. And I've I believe you'll feel a little bit more hopeful when it comes to your life. And I know for me, you know, when you're going through depression, it's like you're on life support. Like you need all the support that you can get. As much as you might not want to be around people, you need to be around people who can love and support and hear you out. Um, You know, you need to be in the word. And maybe you can't read a whole book that day, but read a chapter. I'm going to read a chapter out the Old Testament and a chapter out the New Testament. And I'm going to try to do that every morning. 
you fall off one day, just pick it up the next. There's no reason to shame yourself. You are on a journey and it is not linear. It is full of ups and downs. So you give yourself grace in the process and you do the best you can. And what's really great about all of this is you will feel better as you're being proactive. Like I know for me, just the knowledge and the feeling that I was being proactive about my mental health, that I was doing something about the state that I was in to get better was healing for me, just the act of proactivity. So try to shift gears into that place and do what you can. And then after a while, I could kind of get off life support and I was breathing on my own and I wasn't so heavily dependent on all these things are still vital and integral parts of my life to this day. Obviously, I'm still in Bible study and I still make sure to stay in contact with friends and support and mentors, you know, that's still a part of my life, but I'm not as dependent. But the other thing is life is up and down. You never know what could happen. You know, I could have a hard time you know, God forbid, but sometime in the future where I may, I'm going to need, I might need that support again. And so it's good to have, um, those sources in place and know that you have things to fall back on. Right. And as far as finding God's purpose through depression, his purpose for you right now might just be to heal, to recover and to get to stable ground. And like I said earlier, you will be surprised how he will use that to help the next person because that's usually how he works, right? He uses what you've gone through as the key to unlock someone else's prison. I know this was a short little chat, but I definitely wanted to share and hopefully, I'm hoping soon to do another podcast on more signs and symptoms of serious depression and anxiety to look out for where it's pretty vital to start getting help. Obviously, it is never too early to start getting help. If you feel like you need help, that's probably a sign you should talk to somebody. And there's no harm in that at all. Don't ever let anyone, including yourself, shame you out of getting the help you need. It is only useful. Thank you so much for joining me, and I appreciate your prayers as I'm getting over this cold. Feel free to message or, you know, send me something on social media. I love hearing from you guys, honestly. Uh, My handle is Brittany Moses, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y-M-O-S-E-S, at Snapchat and Instagram, and I think it's Brittany underscore Moses at Twitter, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y underscore M-O-S-E-S. I'll leave it in the description. Have a great rest of the week. Until next time.